something I noticed in a lot of people that accomplish big things and successful people, there's an urgency to figure things out, to fail fast or to get help. Think about how can you shortcut that time by finding somebody who's already gone through the experiences that you desire or who knows what you need to know. Hold your station, this education is relevant. The motivation through conversation is evident. We're talking spiritual body, mind, development. This is the manhood experiment. What's up, y'all? Welcome back to the Manhood Experiment. It's your boy, Jay Dragon, here with my partners, T-Rex and Dreams. What's up? So today's topic is brought to you based on the feelings of being stuck. You know, that next move mentality of not knowing where to go, whether it's overwhelm or that feeling of paralysis and analysis. Uh, Got some storytelling that I think that there'll be some positive nuggets uh, that we'll leave you guys with. But first off, let's just make a round table and see how everyone's doing, feeling some gracious vibes. So Dreams, what are a couple things you're grateful for right now in the moment? Oh man, I'm thankful for another year of life. You know what I'm saying? I'm 30 again for the fourth time. <laughs> man, so I'm I'm just enjoying it. Appreciate my beautiful wife. We got a little, little bun in the oven uh, about... 36 weeks right now you know what i'm saying Ooh. you know you know we we don't got a baby daughter two-year-old she talking she's mirroring me so that, that's fun it's it's just a good place to be in life man i can't ask for any more um i wouldn't want anything less but i'm definitely happy about what i have man thankful <laughs> i dig it i dig it how about you t-rex what about you t how you feeling yeah, just uh, have some gratitude for for uh, you guys and showing up early in the morning and doing these podcast episodes. I've been grateful mm-hmm. for for my dad lately. For uh, these days, I've been shooting a lot of creative cinematic videos and posting a little bit online on my Instagram. And so my dad Those taught me fire. a lot of the foundational stuff. So you know, just gratitude for that. Yeah. So that's it. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Gratitude for creativity. I love it. I love it. And dads and Padres. That's right. Padres. San Diego Padres. Yeah. We got a, we got a couple babies in the oven. You got, we had 33 weeks over here. You got 36 weeks. That's any time. You guys are, you guys are in the, the tea box ready to come. Hey. That's an exciting time. So let's, <laughs> let's get into the topic. You know, this is something I think that I hear questions um, and I'm interested in conversations where people have, these urges to do something different, whether it's a transition in careers or getting out of the comfort zone to find a new relationship, that feeling of, I feel stuck. Maybe it's a financial situation that you're in right now that you know that you are, you're built for something bigger. You're built for a bigger stage and you're playing small or whatever the case is. This is something that I have been reflecting on. And I feel like behind the scenes, I've always tried to to be a hype man to people around me and a hype man for myself to really encourage myself to take more action. And the big thing is, you know, just not getting caught up in the feeling of of leaving too much on the table as far as regret goes. And I feel like, you know, regret typically is showing up more so when we're not bringing our best. But my story that I wanted to to share with you guys was when I was starting out my career, you know, I, I grew up underprivileged relatively and I strived to want a different type of lifestyle you know to be quote unquote successful 
And I tell people, you know, over the years, successful has has turned in more to fulfillment, like finding fulfillment and the success with that will come. But, you know, out of school, I did what a lot of people did and, you know, took a corporate hustle job trying to just earn a salary and get by and go with the flow. But it didn't take too long for me to realize that, you know, I, I wanted to do something that was more unique. I felt like I wanted to be able to share some gifts and the combination of of reading self-development and just being around people, just always knowing that there's something more than just conforming to what everyone else was doing. And then there's times where obviously you got to take take a job to to make ends meet, pay the bills and keep yourself going. But for me, I felt like I was stuck. I was stuck working to to pay bills. This is my early 20s. And I wanted to get back into working with people in the health industry and starting my own, you know, my own training business. And I needed a few things. I needed to get experience. I needed to take care of my hierarchy of needs to make sure that I wasn't stressing out and getting by. And it just brings me back to that time of those struggles that I appreciate so much of. I didn't have anybody else to follow when I was brand new that was doing what I wanted to do. Like I wanted to train, but I didn't want to be stuck in a gym. I wanted to be able to move around and inspire people. And what I started to do was just put myself out there in a scenario to start to speak, to volunteer as much as I could. I felt stuck and I didn't know what the next steps always were going to be. And I felt the more that I put myself out there and I can think back in times where, you know, it was community events at different gyms or grocery stores, places like Whole Foods or Sprouts, I would just offer to speak and share something. And I felt like there was times where I was investing not expecting anything in return besides experience and getting to know people. But I mean, I would pay money out of my own pocket to prepare, to bring types of ingredients, you know, whether it was food and all of that led me to an opportunity to be able to meet people. As I met people, more opportunities show up, were showing up because it was just me being passionate and being out doing something that I love to do, which allowed me to help shape my vision that much more. As I met those people, I put myself in these situations. I met clients who were quote unquote successful and had achieved a lot that I admired. And it provided an education for me that came from that experience and meeting people, me being able to bring the value of the things that lit me up that I was passionate about. I was able now to get more input from these people around me. And it's a com- you know, it's, it's something that I've I've found multiple times in my life of feeling stuck and what the next move is. And the common scenario I feel like is we have so much going on in our head, this feeling of this paralysis of analysis. We don't know what the next step is. And it's when we're overthinking things. And I feel like the solution over and over again constantly is to just actually get out there and start taking action. And so I got some tips that I want to leave you guys with as far as how do we raise our necessity and how do we build that courage that we need to take and reframe that model? Because we don't know what we don't know at the time. And when we're inexperienced, it can seem so overwhelming and daunting. And you'll get people around you say, you know, just follow your passion. But a lot of people don't know what your passion or your purpose is. And I just want to see, can you guys relate to this in a sense Mm -hmm. to feeling like, you know, there's something more. Maybe it's a transition in your career or a lifestyle of how did you know what the next step was to take? You know, what did you do when you felt that paralyzed type of feeling of being stuck and overwhelmed? Mm-hmm. What do you think, James? Can you can you recall a situation like that? Yeah, I'll, I'll start. Uh, this is James. 
man, yeah, in production and music and even in life, I feel like I have so many skills. Uh, lately, I've realized that I'm really great at do-it-yourself home improvement tasks, right, for example. But before then, I always knew that I had this natural uh, skill to connect with people and music. And I also had the ability to be really good with numbers. So it's like I had all these different skills that are going 5,000 different directions. And I got to a point of potential where I'm like, well, which road do I go down first? And if I go down this road, will I lose the other things? And I I just felt kind of like I don't want to move because I don't want to miss out on an opportunity. But by not doing anything, I was literally stuck missing out on every opportunity that would come possibly come my way because I didn't want to move forward with any one thing too far without pulling the other things there, which is really slowing me down in a sense. Because I've developed all these skills to a certain point of potential, but I was almost to a place to where I was afraid of my own potential, of what it could look like. What would this mean? What would I really have to change if I took this step? I would have to take on more responsibility if I took this step. Mm. And did I really want this responsibility at this time, or did I still want to just have the dream? Because the dream is easier to deal with, because I didn't have to worry about writing down a Mm. plan and then now exercising these disciplines. So I was kind of getting in my own way, and I felt stuck in that mm-hmm. moment. I think that was my main situation growing mm-hmm. up, having so many different directions, so many different different skills and uh, abilities, and not really being committed to go down one particular direction. No, I feel you. That was, that's me. What about you, T? You got any moments like that? Well, um, out of uh, high school, you suddenly realize, okay, I don't have any skills, uh, not much education. And you get, you get trapped and you just opposite. Yeah, the whole opposite. <laughs> you get trapped or I get trapped in that mentality of, I don't have any opportunities. I don't have any skills. I don't have anything. I don't have any money. What do I do? Mm. That cycle, I just remained in that cycle for years. You know, I always look back and that time it was embarrassing for me. But when I came out of high school, I didn't get into college or get a career until I was uh, 25. Then I started to earn some money. But mm. between all of that, I was just stuck in that years of trying to figure that out. And that was, I'll tell you, it's a very scary place to be in. And when you don't have people to supportive systems, it's, it's like, what, what are you going to do? When you don't have the information and the knowledge and a pathway. Yeah, mm. it's very scary. Yeah. Jay, Jay, can I talk to the listeners real quick, oh, yeah, man? Speak. Um, man, one thing that I really love about what we're doing here on this show, Manhood Experiment, we all have three different walks of life. And at some point we find our commonalities, such as um, I didn't get into my career, like my first corporate career until 25, similar to T. You know, after high school, I went straight to college. But then once I got to college, when life started kind of throwing twists and turns and um, essentially I dropped out of school. So there was a high point and then there was low points. And then kind of how T had this opposite experience of, he didn't have or recognize his skills at the time where me, I've been told about my skills and abilities all my life. Mm. It's just now that I got to the point of potential, I wasn't ready to, you know, it's like either you have to get off the pot. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, I love that. And then um, Jay has his own perspectives and his own upbringing of how he started. And we all kind of had this similarity where my upbringing foundationally wasn't as tough when I was young, but then I would go to certain neighborhoods and I'm like, when I hung out with my, uh, my god brothers and things, and it was tough, it was a tough neighborhood. So I had the ability to experience both. 
and the CJ situation where you're like, okay, he probably had a good, no, no, he had a tough start as well. And to see how you've accomplished and worked through that, man, I think is amazing. And that's what I want our listeners to really take away from this moment to where when you listen to the show, you're going to get three different perspectives from three different people who can still find commonality, which is what it's all about. Us experimenting and trying to live life together and growing life together. All right, back to you, Jay. I just I just had to say that was on my heart, man. I had to get it off. (laughs) <laughs> I dig it. I think that's powerful. And and when we feel like we have a lack of resources, maybe based on our environment growing up, we have to be able to lean on other people and borrow those mental models. And thankfully, I think that's something that's really good coming from the world of Google and social media. If you can take the positive and use it as inspiration to really fuel you and learn and reach out to people, there's something powerful there. And you know, going back to my younger self when I was going through different challenges, like thankfully I say it all the time that I was a very curious, resourceful kid. And that's why I want to give back and help teach people how to be resourceful. But something I noticed in a lot of people that accomplish big things and successful people, if you want to call them that, is this ability with urgency. Urgency being a skill set. Like there's an urgency to figure things out, to fail fast or to get help. Think about How can you shortcut that time by finding somebody who's already gone through the experiences that you desire or who knows what you need to know or who has that mental model that I was talking about? Because that's really powerful. When you're younger and you're not as resourceful, like you just don't think in a way that figures out problems as quick and as resourceful. You can get you can be curious and want to get out there. And for me, I was a charming young kid that I think people wanted to share information with because I was very engaged. But at the same time, you have to form your own identity and and game plan based on your actions that you're taking. You know, I think a lot of people get stuck this maze in your mind. We have this maze of thinking like, well, I should do this or, or I don't know where to go or what the next thing is. And the maze is we end up we end up coming back to safety over and over again we come back to what feels safe and you have to break the cycle. Safety, Mm. the opposite. I mean, we have to be able to cultivate this level of courage, the courage to go do something new, to suck at something, to ask for help, to feel vulnerable, to take those actions. And for me, I can, you know, as much as I consider myself a very ambitious person, there's times often where I don't feel like taking these actions And a reminder that I've written all over the place, and I hope you guys can take something from this, is feelings follow actions. There's been studies done that these positive, you know, neurotransmitters that are firing, they don't show up and we wait for this moment to feel good and then we're going to get going. Yeah, we get motivated from time to time, but it's from taking action. The easy examples that I use, you know, are worth exercise and working out. I don't feel like doing it. I get up, I start going working out if that comes, you know, cooking food doing something with your partner that maybe doesn't fill you up as much, but once you get doing, you realize how much it means to them, that fuels you. Hey listeners, this is Big Dreams. And I just wanted to take a moment to thank you all for listening to today's episode of The Manhood Experiment. Please follow us on TikTok and Instagram at Manhood Experiment. There, you'll find the latest giveaways and some very funny behind the scene moments. Now, back to the show. You have a blank mind, you know, doing something creative. You can't mm-hmm. think of what you need to do, but you just set the time to get down there, get a piece of paper. You're writing the ideas start coming out. So that's a good reminder that, you know, those feelings will follow those actions. Mm-hmm. We're wired for safety and comfort. 
the excitement does follow, but we can't let those challenges stop us in that feeling of feeling stuck. Because sometimes it feels like we just want to take a nap because we're so overwhelmed, but that's the opposite thing. And you have to weigh that out. Like if you're doing so much, yeah, you may need a break and you need to recharge and take care of your energy. But a lot of times it's just, we need to get out and take some action and realize what we're truly capable of. You know what I mean? Can you guys relate? Mm, I can. I definitely can. One thing that stood out that you were just saying was uh, just kind of getting into the motion. Like when you go to the gym, once you start exercising, you didn't feel like waking up to exercise, but you created that discipline. And I think when I was talking about that potential piece, that was the part that I was afraid of. I would then have to hold myself accountable, but we shouldn't run from accountability. Accountability grows us. And I really like what you were saying, because I can apply that to the studio. Sometimes I'm like, I don't know if I feel as inspired right now, but sometimes I just sit sit with the kids. And once I start playing emotionally, I'm connected. And I'm like, I remember why I do this. And naturally, music could come, the emotions and the thoughts of what I'm going through in that moment will come. And then I can express myself and then hopefully connect with somebody else through that music. Yeah. But sometimes you just got to sit down in front of the place to work and get it going. Mm-hmm. What did you say? Um, Jay, you always say motion is it's lotion. It's true. Motion is lotion, <laughs> baby. <laughs> it's true, you know. And let's just talk you know, briefly on that. Like you talked about connecting with people, the accountability side of things. So I talked about mental models and how do we escape our limiting mental models. You know, So one of the tips is just engaging with new people outside of your usual groups, like stretching yourself. And again, that's outside of our comfort zone. But if we need to get motivated, like going to a new gym where there's a group of people, going to somewhere else where people are being creative and putting themselves out there, I think that's contagious. Uh, again, asking people how they got where they are mm. so that you know, you're able to accept change and adjust the vision that you have. Because in order to change or get out of this feeling of being stuck, we're going to have to think differently and we're going to have to take a different type of action. And you know, we have to remain and keep that awareness of you know, the ideas that we have that are inaccurate or outdated. Scan for updates. You know, and I think that's a fun way to think about what we're doing when we're meditating or when we're journaling or when we're learning mm. new things. Like that's like giving an update to our software uh, system. And those are those aha moments that I always challenge people to seek. Whether it's you're trying to learn about your diet and health or relationships, be around some people that are going to challenge your way of thinking. You know, see what you can take from that right there. Mm. So a couple of things that go along with that are we need to drum up that courage to be able to take that action. And we need to develop that why power that's going to be able to get us to take those types of steps. And that has to, those feelings need to be stronger than the feeling of the pain that it it feels to be able to sit in where you're at. And so many people can tolerate this level of discomfort because they have a fear of this unknown feeling of doing something that's going to put yourself out there. But when you can justify that that step that you're taking and those new conversations you're having with people and asking for advice is going to get you closer and get you to that experience. And that might lead to a whole new relationship with somebody. And it's going to get some new eyeballs and ears on your, you know, and opinions on what you're trying to do to help, uh, I think, move you in the right direction. I see T nodding a lot, man. T, T is eating this up, man. What's, what's on your mind, T? I see you. I see you, brother. Talk to us. Talk to the listeners, man. What's, what are you feeling right now? Yeah, so I think the mental models, it's a great piece. One thing that I I read a while ago, um, you know, Charlie Munger, he's the business partner of Warren Buffett and the vice chairman of uh, Berkshire Hathaway. 
he spent a lot of time using mental models. He's known for quite a, a number of thinking models. And one thing he said is um, there's about 80 to 90 important models that will carry you to 90% of making you a worldly wise person. Um, so there are documented mental models that people can adapt. But in my experience, or to add to that, and it goes back to what Jay was saying, I think mental models are the easy way to get that is being around, surrounding yourself with the people who you want to copy or become, or or they have a special skill set that they have. Being in that environment, and for me, when it was business, I found a, a my mental model. It was uh, John Asraf and how he thought about money and business and personal growth, and just being around him for a while, I I just began to adapt his same way of thinking and adapt his same mental model. So I just wanted to touch on that point because it's a huge, huge piece. Uh, of mm. we have mental models we all do but some of it is broken and some of it is old some of it is you know it doesn't take us to our goals and dreams and there's mental models that people are using out there that are getting them success so it's just a matter of being open to changing your own mental model so that's a point i wanted to make mm. i think it's a great point. i like that great point. yeah now so i mean i want to sum it up uh, and then give you guys, break you off with your experiment to be able to try so you guys can really take something from this and run with it. But that's something that I say. I mean, working with people that are trying to change their lifestyle, you know, improve their body composition or their overall health is I tell people on a regular basis, like, you're going to have to act as that 10 out of 10 version of yourself. You're going to be doing things that are going to feel completely abnormal and out of character. But you're going to have to trust that and just follow, you know, follow suit. And, and just realize that that's a new lifestyle that we can rise up to. And it's just like, you know, again, we're a few decisions away from completely changing mm -hmm. our life with that excitement of what we can be to really live into our true capability. And so I challenge people to discover that and chase that down. The experiment that is an exciting one that I think you guys can get a lot. I've noticed this from going to different courses, some similar like questions that I want to leave you guys with. You know, but the first thing with this experiment is, if you're feeling stuck, and even if you're not feeling stuck and you just want to think about maybe what you're capable of, think about your goal and how you can reverse engineer that. And by doing that, you can really break it down into digestible steps. But if we can think a year out or maybe it's a quarter out, you can break that up into monthly steps, weekly steps, all the way down to what you need to do for the day. And then it becomes really, really small just to move in that direction, get some micro wins and build some momentum. But by picking a goal, and you could be three different categories. You could be like relationship, family. Mm -hmm. What do you want to achieve in the next year? Where do you want to move your career? In a year, you could be in a completely different spot if you break that down quarterly. Now you've divided that big task by four to learning some new skills and taking some actions. Break that down in monthly, weekly. And the next step to that is if you're feeling lost there, generate some solutions and options by finding someone who has solved your problems. If you're stuck right now, there's a lot of other people that have probably felt very similar to mm -hmm. you. So use that to help at least create some new paths or roads that you can go that step just to be able to get moving. Because once you get moving, I promise energy starts to flow. And then the next thing that I want you to think of is something you can pep yourself up for. This goes along with all this. And it's a bias for action and experience. So rationalizing to do. And we have this little voice that comes in our head that says, oh, I'll just do it later or I'll take it easy. If you can rewire that voice in your head to say, even just for this one moment, I am going to take action and do what I know I need to do, even though it's uncomfortable. 
and just see what happens. See if those feelings actually do come or follow. Give yourself five minutes. Maybe it is just one minute just to do that. But if you have that bias, that voice always comes in our head. And having something to train for, having a deadline really makes us real because you can feel that heat. But life rewards action. And we got to start before we're ready. We have to remind ourselves that we need the reps. We need the experience. And just think about that. Life rewards action. Not sitting around overthinking, not feeling sorry for yourself. Make sure your energy is good. Let's get out there. Let's take some actions. And uh, let's charge up and let's get it, baby. Mm. But that's all we got for you. Um, I hope you can put that into use. I hope there was some useful information. Yes, uh, Dreams, you got anything else to leave them with? <laughs> yeah, man. If we just have like a little round table here, and I want to include the listeners to this. So we're all going to say this. I like, I love what you said. And I'm going to say it for myself because I feel like it needs to be said. Just right now, repeat after us if you're on the road, if you're preparing for your next meeting, if you're just kind of getting out there and you're just taking a walk or you're running, say, I am going to take action and do what I need to do. I'm going to take action and do what needs to be done. All right, see, you go. Yeah. I, we all going to do it. We, we in this together. Yeah, I think, <laughs> I think that's a great point, taking massive action. In fact, I feel like I was thinking not to work out this morning. Now I have to go work out now. So, it, <laughs> But that's the thing. You got to say it. That's say the it. thing. Yeah. I, the thing is, yeah, I take... <laughs> I'm I'm going to take massive action, and that's that's the key to the key to all of this. Um, so great point. Awesome. I'm gonna take action and and do what needs to get done, baby. I hope it's contagious. Um, for the listener, we're gonna give you a second to say it as well. <laughs> Good job, sir. Good job, miss. Good job. You got Let's this. Go. Back to you, Jack. <laughs> I believe in you. We believe in you. And that's a wrap. Until next time, thank you for tuning in. This is the Manhood Experiment. J Dragon out. Hey, what's up? This is Big Dreams. Thank you for checking out today's episode of The Manhood Experiment. If you like today's episode, please subscribe and give us five stars. Not only does your feedback matter, but it helps us to connect with others just like you that find value in our weekly episodes. So, subscribe, share, and speak with your friends and family about today's episode. And most importantly, take care of yourself, keep growing, and join us again on the next episode of The Manhood Experiment. When facing a family law matter, it can feel like an overwhelming and never-ending court process. It's vital to know that things will look better on the other side if you hire legal counsel with the skill and compassion to help. At Stangy Law Firm, we represent clients in difficult family law matters every day. Visit FamilyLawRepresentation.com to schedule your consultation. That's FamilyLawRepresentation.com. Stangy Law Firm, here to help you rebuild your life. Stangy Law Firm has an office in Wichita. Kirk Stangy, 120 South Central Avenue, Suite 450 Clayton, Missouri.